0: Welcome to Conscious Physician Medicine and Psychedelics, where we give voice to experts and people in the community using psychedelics as medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Lita Fatemi. Thanks for being here.
1: Welcome back to Conscious Physician Medicine and Psychedelics podcast, sweetest listener today we have quite the conversation for you we're so excited to have welcomed josh kerr olympian and casual gold medalist into the podcast space today this is an epic conversation that although does not delve into the psychedelic realm it dives deep into the land of the mind into human potential and the discipline that is the gift of freedom in our realities Josh embodies this so fully without any external aid, no medicine per se, besides the medicine of the moment, the medicine of devotion, the medicine of integrity and structure and goal setting. This is a beautifully inspiring conversation that left us in the pursuit of accomplishment in our own world, and we can't wait to gift you this frequency as well. As always, we would love to hear your feedback with the email in our bio. Feel free to reach out. And feel free to engage with Josh on his social channels linked below. But without further ado, here is the conversation. Meet Josh Kerr.
0: So, I have one of the fastest people on earth with us today, Josh Kerr. Josh, I'm going to read a bit of what Wikipedia says about you, if that's okay. Oh, no. no. Yeah, of course it is. So that people get to know you a little bit more and then please add and modify. Okay. So, Josh Kerr is a Scottish middle distance runner who competes primarily in the 1500 meters. He won a gold medal in the event at the 2023 World Championships, a bronze medal at the 2020 Summer Olympics, and a gold medal at the 2015 European Junior Championships. Um, You hold the European record in the indoor mile with a time of uh, 3 minutes 48 seconds. And that is so impressive, my friend. And it's such a pleasure to know you. Would you add anything to that or modify that?
2: No, I think, to be fair, Wikipedia is pretty bang on with that one. I don't know who who edits these, but uh, no, they do a good job. No, I think, you know, for me, from the running perspective, that's always been how I've defined myself over the past, you know, 10 to 12 years. I came out to the United States to become a professional runner. I did that through going to University of New Mexico as a collegiate athlete for three years, finished off my degrees there and signed with the Brooks Beast, which is a, a running track club set up with coaching staff and teammates and like physios and, and all these things that just allow me to do my job. So sometimes people don't fully understand running as like a full-time job or like it's not as obviously big as, as American football or basketball, NBA, any of that stuff, but it's an individual sport, but we like to stick as as teams. So I run for the the shoe brand Brooks and and that kind of fuels me to uh, yeah, get through the year and, and try to run as fast as possible, really.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. How does it feel to have that title? One of the fastest people in the world in the history of humanity. Yeah, you've got yeah. yourself there. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to break down. Like I
2: think when people hear that they disconnect from someone like that they disconnect of like oh that's not possible and and in the same way i would have disconnected from that early in my career also it's like there's so many steps it takes to get to that point where i can define myself as 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 one of the fastest people in the world and yeah i think what what you can learn from that is it's just small steps you know i've been in the sport since i was nine and i always wanted to be um, one of the fastest guys in the world and it just took yeah, it took me from yeah when I was nine to it took me until I was twenty six to to become world champion. So or twenty five, and uh, and hopefully I can stay here for as long as possible. But you know I put my body through quite a lot thus far, so it feels like a long journey to get here. But once I'm here, it's it's really nice to yeah just look back on all the work that's that's taken me to get to this position, and and, and yeah get to have awesome conversations with some very cool people. Of, you know other high achievers and other people that want to excel in their field and just people who are dreamers really and that are just looking for insight of people who have achieved something that they've always wanted to achieve.
0: Yeah and how did that start for you? You said so age nine that's a pretty young age to want something so big. How did that start for you?
2: For me it was um, my dad was a professional rugby player and and that I wanted to follow in those footsteps and I was, you know, I was doing all the extra stuff. I was like, you know, sport is outside the classroom is where I excelled. Um, And it's really fun to see. So my fiance, who is just become a resident dermatologist, it's very fun to see the different sides of like, we were doing the exact same journey, just in kind of slightly different ways where, you know, she excelled in the classroom, she also excelled athletically, but that was where her focus was and my focus is very much in athletics and it's just really cool to see it's just the same work ethic just in slightly different areas and so for me yeah like I want to be a rugby player I use running and a summer running camp when I was about eight years old to get myself fit for rugby season and then I just kind of fell in love with it I think there's a freedom with running there's a mental health benefit of running and there's also this individual aspect where if things go well it's because you've done the right work and you've 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 smashed it on the day if it goes badly you take responsibility for things that go badly and i i love not having to rely on other people for performance from the team aspect um but i love the team aspect of sport and so it is a good uh balance between like i have teammates that we train together every day we race together sometimes but we're not it doesn't really rely on each other when it comes to performances so that's that's kind of i fell into it that way and I was like, you know, to make money and to do this as a, a full time sport, I have to have to go through these steps. And and that's to go through these championships and go through the experiences and things and and, and work through that. But, yeah, it's been a long journey thus far, but hopefully a, a further one uh, and a, a very much more fun one on this side of things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's it's kind of wild to think about, you know, because I'm obviously on your you know, fiancé side, fiancé or wife. Have you guys got? We
2: that? are. We've set a date of October 6th this year. Yay! Yes, yes. So
0: congratulations. congratulations. Yeah. And we've, we've met her because, you know, we're involved with the medical school here. So it's very interesting, you know, being a physician as you're talking about, like the focus and the comfort zone for me, for example, is in the academics, is in using my brain all the time in a very internal way. And what is lacking for me, and I try to get more into, is that physical embodiment of life you know, and pushing myself in that way, which was not much encouraged as a child, especially in a terrorist regime in Iran, when, you know, women were so oppressed, and the entire society is extremely oppressed. So that's, you know, where I grew up. And it, and I'm sure it was very empowering not to only watch your dad as a professional rugby player, but also you were empowered to, you know, be on this path as well, which is uh, very interesting. You know how our upbringing affects us, and yeah, you know creates patterns. Sure. Yeah, 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 it yeah. Makes yeah.
2: a huge difference.
0: Huge difference. And it, are your parents still in Scotland?
2: Yeah, yeah. My whole family still lives over there, so that's that's kind of a big sacrifice that I'm taking right now is is being over in the states. And I knew as soon as I came over here, I was like, this is where, you know, th- this country I think is is a great place for um if you're willing to put the work in, the opportunities are going to be there. Uh, and I think you know, you, every country has their ups and their downs. And I think what this country has is something that I need, and and that's being able to do my job at the best of my ability, and that, that allows me to have the resources um, that I have to do my job properly. And I think I owe, uh, yeah, I owe the U.S. a lot for that. Um, but I am Scottish. I'm I'm always going to be. I grew up there until I was seventeen. I moved over there uh, over here in 2015. And, uh, I'll always define myself as Scottish, but I do, I do all this country quite a lot. I give it a lot of shit, but it's, uh, it's done <laughs> a lot for me, but, uh, you know, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the way, that's the way it always is. And, and yeah, so my whole family's over there. So I'll try and get that back there about four or five times a year. Cause I have to go back and race there quite a lot too.
0: Is that right? Okay. And I'm very curious. So you said at 17, you moved to the U S did you move by yourself? Yeah. Yeah tell us about that like that <laughs> is like what 17 we have a 15 year old at home and i cannot imagine for a, I can imagine like an exchange program but yeah. to be like you know what i'm on this path and i'm gonna go get it yeah. in a different country tell us
2: yeah i think i think everyone in my family had different not opinions on it but different uh, they came at it from a different way so for me, I knew that coming to the U.S. to go to university was going to be the right step for me to to be a professional runner. And that's always what I felt like that was going to be my path. And, and I'd shown the results that it was possible to, you know, to make that next step. So finally found a university um, and, and you, I knew because I was young for my year. So I finished school, um, but I was getting recruited at 16. So it was difficult to get the interest of, of schools that were, you know, trying to gather these people at 18, which is a big difference in our sport a couple of years. So. You know, my mom was like a little bit more apprehensive of like, this seems kind of crazy. My dad was more, uh, well, I guess both of them were a bit more of like, we're going to make you do all this research. We're going to make you do all these emails. And they helped out now and again. But it's like it was self-driven so that when things got tough over in the US, especially when, you know, you're young, you go through the first couple of years of college that I'm going to I'm going to stick it out and I'm going to stick to what my plan was because I made the decision versus them being like, oh, maybe do this or maybe do that. So it was very self-driven. Um, with the right guidance and so I think that makes a big difference and yeah they had to come over Um, I was too young to sign my own release form so they had to fly over with me Um, super embarrassing Uh, (laughs) really not the coolest thing you can do when you walk onto a a university (laughs) campus is bring your parents but uh, so they came over for a week or so just to make sure that the place I picked was not crazy and then they realized it was kind of crazy and they were like well yeah, you know, this uh, you know they did a big tour of the university campus there. Like, this is wonderful. This is amazing, and you now they they love Albuquerque. They come out here a lot. And but I think initially, like getting hit by Albuquerque's airport and um, coming from Edinburgh, like you know it's a it's a main city. We, we're city people, and it was just a whole different culture shock. And and so I think my mom was definitely apprehensive, but. They knew that I was, you know, I was in the right place. And once they met the staff and and saw the facilities and the team and stuff, they were like, you'll be all right. So then they left me. But I I do, yeah, I think from their perspective, it was definitely tough and having to leave the first time was tough. But I was just, I was just loving it. I, I kind of forgot I had to go to classes for university, but... I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited for the running side of things. So, And and the <laughs> University of New Mexico for their sport teams are, I, I think, amazing. And uh, especially for track and field and cross country, they've really excelled. Um, and so, you know, it's one of the best programs, I think, in the nation for that. And so I was very lucky to, to have that option.
0: That's awesome. And, you know, how nice that I know embarrassing for the parents to come to the campus, but empowering and, you know, safe right yeah. they wanted to make sure that you're you're good now i want to get into some of the questions i've held on to for some time uh, you know l- let me actually share with the audience how we met uh because i think that that is a very interesting story my husband is a runner for uc davis and then you guys started cold plunging at a local spa here in town and he would just rave, you know, that he had met you, that he had met the, you know, the United players and raving about plunging. And I'm like, y'all are crazy. Like 5.30 a.m. you know, get up, go to the, you know, and then and then, get into a very uncomfortable situation. This is a, like freezing cold water in a, you know, big over the ground pool with a bunch of guys. But he would come home and he was like bright and like ready to go. And, And so I gave it a try and that's how, you know, we got to know each other. And this question has, you know, kind of been lingering for me. And I'm so happy we got to have this interview today to record this because I want to have this forever, I think. And it's so important for people to also hear the mindset part of what you do. It is everything, right? It's not everything. The physical part is part of everything too, But they are so intertwined. It's, you know, one of the same, um, how your mindset affects your performance and so forth. So I have two broad questions. One, how do you get yourself to the mindset that you need to be at? Two, when you are in a race, crossing the line, and you know that you have gained a medal or a gold medal where are you in that space
2: yeah they're they're phenomenal questions i think um the mindset thing for me i think is is my differentiating factor within what we do Um there's kind of only so much training that you can get in as a runner because it's a lot of pounding on the knees and the ankles and and you know the hips. Everything is there's only a certain amount you can do. And there's a miler. Um, we kind of balance between the speed element of track and 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 the strength element to get through the round. So what the Olympics is um and the same as the World Championships is three rounds within five six days. So we're not just running that one fifteen hundred. We have to run three three separate rounds. And at the Olympics this year, it's technically four. Um, and so having that mindset of being able to go and knowing you're good enough to win and having to race people who, you know, the way it works is normally five first five past the line win, like gets through to the next round. Having the mindset of going after every day um, is, is very difficult in a very high-pressure environment. So what I found is, like, it doesn't matter if you train and train really hard and you do all the right things, you eat right and you sleep right and all these things because the – what you're doing is you're trying to train to race. You're not trying to train to be a really good at training. And so what I found was I needed to find small things in my week and in my day that I could do to make sure that my training was, was get myself ready to be good at racing. And what that means is being in the right mental space for it. And um, another part of a big part of the things that um, you guys won't see from behind the scenes is we get held in what's called a call room and, um, for anywhere between 40 to about 70 minutes before the race we'll all sit in a small room together and so normally that's when we would warm up and and so those are when the emotions come in and all these things and so what happened was is before the olympics i went to a couple of world championships and one was in doha and one was in london and this this call room was a new concept for me so call room and then we walk out onto the start line and that walk is very difficult. It's very like, you know, you've got to convince yourself you're in the right space. You know, for us, like, and for me this year, my, my whole career is probably going to be defined on, you know, three and a half minutes. And that's 12, 15 years of work. It's, it's a lot of pressure. So I was like trying to find something. And, and, I, and I ended up, you know, um, emailing Jose, who's the head of this plunging um, that we do, and kind of explained all this to him. And he had explained the plunging and stuff like that. And so I did it a couple of times. And the first time I did it was with Jose and Blavi, your, your husband, um, and both as, uh, as wild and amazing and crazy and like it was just the wildest experience. And so what I was looking for is to create those emotions that I find in the call room and walking to the start line. I wanted to practice those because the nerves and the uncertainty and anything that you do comes from not being in that position, like not practicing enough if you do something every day you don't get nervous about doing it but that is a specific thing that happens i don't ever practice and so what ended up happening with this plunge is we do our breathing and we walk down and we get in the water and between the breathing and the water and you probably won't realize this yet but you might realize this now i'll be the last normally to come out in between the breathing and getting in the water because i feel like it's the same as sitting in the call room and then walking down to the race start line. So that's what I'm practicing. That's why I'm there. That's the majority of the reason. I think there's lots of medical benefits of being there, but that's the reason I'm there, is to get my mindset and go through those emotions of what it's like, of like, this is going to be really hard, and I do this every week, but I know as soon as I get in the water, it's a lot easier than my mind is allowing me to think it is. Like, I can do this. Like, you know, I do this every, every week. I can get in the cold water. And it's going to be tough and it's going to be like really hard, but I'm going to get through it. And so that walk is something that I was like, this is the same emotions I feel when I walked an Olympic Games start line. This is the same as as Olympic trial start line. Let's practice this, let's really dive deep into it. So that was my big starting point with the plunge of like, I'm, I'm now able to practice something that no one in the world is practicing. And it mm-hmm. allows me to just have an insight into being able to change the storyline in my head of like, instead of, being nervous and overthinking it and thinking it's going to be really hard because I do this all the time. I know the outcome is going to be positive because I'm going to be in the right mindset, especially if the work is done. So that's, that's kind of how I differentiate myself from my competition a little bit with the mindset stuff. Um, and it allows me to be very present in what I'm doing and not worry about, you know, if the race goes well or badly or within the race, if I fall or my shoelace comes untied. like I don't worry about those things. I just worry about being in the moment. And that's kind of what, the plunges allowed me to have and what Jose's kind of taught me a lot and Blavi and everyone there because i think what's great about that experience is just everyone being vulnerable in in some things that are going on in their life as well and it gives a lot of perspective and and you know what's going on in your own life but that's that's a big thing that i work on in the plunge and i think that's uh that's kind of hopefully answered your question a little bit but that's yeah. a big reason mm-hmm. of, of why yeah why i do that too
0: that is thank you for sharing that I had no idea I had no idea I know
2: I don't really talk about it a lot when I'm there yeah uh,
0: yeah everyone
2: leaves the room really quickly and I'm just standing there (laughs) like uh this
0: is (laughs) I know and you know we all share similar feelings before we hit that cold water and some mornings we have to break the ice and it's like seven inches thick and you're like what am I doing I I love it when it's the three of you trying to break that ice (laughs) that's special
2: I know. It's a wild time. but,
0: But it's, you know, it's it really is the human experience, right? The emotions, the the difficult situations that we encounter. You know, I feel that you encounter your difficulties and challenges in more of a structured way. And so, and the way you conceptualize them is more structured. So we all have those feelings, but I'm not extrapolating that into my regular life though I'm like, okay, I did this, that is badass like yeah. I can do anything today, you know and that's that's part of it. And also the focus that comes with it because you've you know produce adrenaline and you know epinephrine after the cold is quite interesting and you get tired too afterwards, of course. Um, yeah. so other than let's say that practice, are there any particular routines that you have for your mindset? to get yourself there?
2: Yeah, I think, I think structure is the big thing. And I I think that's what every human is really looking for is is just structure, because it allows you to feel like you've had the day that you want to have. And for us, like, technically, my only job I have to do, the only job I'm paid to do is run anywhere between an hour and two hours a day. You know, we'll have gym and stuff like that. But it's not a long time. Um, you know, but the, the the hard part about our job is we're never that far away from having to do that every day. So even if, our you know, we take time off, it's like we'll take 10 days off of running. That's pretty much all we're getting all year. Um, and so every weekend, every day, any place in the world, we're going to be running. And so having the structure of getting the most out of your day allows us to have the the right mindset, because the majority of the, of feeling fit and feeling ready to go is just feeling structured and achieving the goals along the way I'm very uh, like goal orientated when it comes to taking steps to achieve something so my Olympic final is on October 6th uh, sorry August 6th and the things I do today aren't exactly going to be reflected on how that day is going to go but it's going to reflect on how that next goal is going to be and so I'm very short term with my goals to allow me to not get overwhelmed by the big goal way in the future. Um, So I'm like, OK, I need to run. I've, I've got a race next week in New York that I want to run really fast in the two mile. And then from there, I might want to go to World Indoors, which is in my home country in Scotland. And then from there, I want to run this race and then there. And then uh, so it allows me to structure my my day. So my yeah, my big thing is structure. So. Bedtime structure, uh, wake time structure and, you know, staying away from my phone structure as much as possible and just getting ready to run. And I think if I have those down, I'm able to have the mindset to be like, I achieved everything that I needed to achieve today and there's nothing else to achieve. I'm not worried about what anyone else is doing because being the best in the world is very difficult because you can't really worry about what anyone else is doing because then you have to worry about everyone else. What you need to worry about is yourself. And if you can get slightly better, then you're still probably going to be one of the best, if not still the best. So that's what I'm trying to structure my days around now is focusing on my weaknesses and my strengths and not worrying about what anyone else is doing. It's very difficult. It's much easier said than done. Um, But I think just staying away from... You know, the, the post-race interviews and some of the chat online and things like that allows me to stay focused on, am I getting better right now? And the answer is normally yes, because I've learned from the experiences throughout the years. So, like, I've been to, you know, I went, I've been to four world championships and one Olympic Games thus far. And I've learned so much along the way. And I think where I am now is a very settled place where I can trust my coaching staff. I can trust my team of people that help me on a daily basis. And then it means I can trust myself. So it's a very step-by-step thing for me. Um, and it's just like what, getting these small wins throughout the day allows me to be mentally relaxed and good to go when it comes to game time, really.
0: Beautiful. You know, there's a quote that says, discipline gives us freedom. And that's what it. that's what you're Wonderful. describing. Yeah, yeah. It must be very interesting, you know, for the coaches and like the feedback that you get, you know, that's a really interesting area of exploration. If you want to share something about that, that'd be great.
2: About the coaching staff.
0: Yeah. The coaching staff. Like what is it that obviously their superstar team to have you and, you know, also empower you to be the best. And so what do you, what, what characters, what traits do you see in coaches who have helped you most
2: yeah i think that's a it's a great question i think you got to have a i have a very different outlook than my coaching staff and i think it allows us to argue and balance and it means that we're making the right decisions if i had the same mindset as my coach i think we would agree too much and probably make the same mistakes but it allows us to talk through some stuff where i'm like I'm very aggressive in the way I like to run. He's very um, conservative in the way he wants me to run in terms of racing. And so there's normally this finite where there's like, okay, and we have an assistant coach where he's kind of more on my side, but there's a, a bit of balance between my, me and, and Danny. So what happens is, like, I'll be like, I want to front run this race. And Danny's like, I think you should sit at the back. And Julian's like, well, why don't we sit in third? And we're like, yes, that's probably a better idea. <laughs> so I, I I love I love the element of being able to argue, not argue, but, like, discuss. I, I hate having to be like, I think I want to do this. And they'll be like, yeah. Or I'll be like, hey, what should I do? And he says, yeah, like, this is what you should do. And I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. I don't I don't love the agreeable side of things. I think I need to be challenged a lot. because um, I am I'm a dreamer, like I have to be, like I want to win everything that's possible of winning. But I think there's there's the human body is limited in what it can achieve. And, you know, I'm pushing it to its boundaries. And so we've got to be smart in the way that we attack things. So I think having that as a coaching staff, trust is huge. I tell I tell Danny, I'm like, it's the same as what I tell all my staff. It's like, if you do your job properly, I can do my job properly. And that's all I'm asking for. It's like, I need you to do your job properly. I need you to be honest with me if you're not, or if, if things are going a little bit all over the place, and we can sort it. And then, you know, having an honest, hardworking team of people, you're going to, it's going to be hard to go wrong. And I've had staff members that haven't kind of held up to those standards. And, and I had to let them go, but... It's it, there's something about having a coach that doesn't always agree with you that I think just gives you the fire of like, I 100% agree with his training. I think he's one of the best coaches in the world. But sometimes I don't agree with some of his race tactics. And so we're just like, we're like this all the time. And I think that's what that balance really gives us um, amazing performances because it allows me to stand on the start line, have full faith in what we're doing and and almost die on the hill of like, This is what I know is right. And so I think this is going to go extremely well. So I think everyone works differently, especially in our team. Like a lot of people are very different, but in the way that I work, that's, I I love the challenge of like, yeah, let's, let's really talk this through or else, uh, or else we might make some mistakes. And I'm just someone that doesn't like to make the same mistake twice as well. And so we've got to learn from good races and bad races. So it does take years to get there. I've been with Danny for six years. So it's taken some time, but yeah, we, we, we've got it done now. I think
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. And you know, it's a, in that friction, you know, it's the, when the rubber meets the road that, it, you know, you can propel forward. Um, and that's what you're describing. That's so cool. Now I, I'm very curious when you're in a race and you have your sunglasses on because you're so bright, <laughs> I, I actually need to ask that question. Why the sunglasses?
2: uh so back in 2022 i uh signed a deal with oakley and i think i've learned more and more about this company since i signed with them in 2022 i think they're one of the coolest companies that athletes work with i think they're so creative and they're so they're amazing with product and they're amazing with their athletes in the way you know they've made me my custom pair this year they've helped me out with um, understanding their company dynamics and how they work and they're just so creative and I love that part of it and I also love just having a differentiating factor on race day where you know I'm always in the last couple of years being defined as someone that or the guy that's wearing the glasses or whatever but I love representing brands that I believe in uh, and mm-hmm. it's definitely a brand that I believe in and you know over time it's allowed me to kind of learn what it's like to race with glasses and and i do it indoors as well just to more make a statement but there you know it doesn't make anything i love darker. it but you know i'm going <laughs> to new york next week and i'll be wearing the, the sunglasses in there and it's just a bit of fun i think it's you know representing a brand um that, that i believe in and that i think is is doing really good work
0: that's awesome what do you like about them
2: so i think w- what it allows me to do especially in these call rooms like i was talking about earlier like I can look anywhere and no one knows where I'm looking. Uh, And it Mm -hmm. means that I can kind of stay relaxed. I almost feel like I'm, I'm like away from this area and just kind of in my own world and I can kind of focus on myself and also look around and see what's going on without People meet, like realizing I'm just kind of people watching, learning from people's uh, things. But yeah, I, I just, I also just love, um, when I had them, I had some early memories of, of wearing the wrong glasses on the wrong days. Like we race kind of late sometimes. And I think it was Zurich in 2022, 20, maybe I wore their dark sunglasses and it was dark. It was really dark that night. And I was like, I can hardly see. I, I was like, okay, we'll, we'll make that mistake once. We will not make that again. But uh, <laughs> over time, you learn the product and, and, and you start to, to fall in love. And I think, I think running is moving towards it as well. And, and, and I think it definitely has a space. Uh, that, that new technology uh, and yeah it's just fun to have that different it's fun uh, yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but I can't imagine when you're going that fast if it's moving you know obviously you have to practice with it to be able to be okay with it on race day yeah. uh but I've always wondered about that I'm like it looks great so let me tell you
2: <laughs> feel good it's enough, fun it?
0: you look cool you look yeah. like you feel good you're like
2: yes <laughs> it's
0: good it's great yeah, yeah. and so when you are at that finish line where are you mentally
2: it's a weird one that's a really weird question because the the answer to this question my my normal answer is you practice everything up until the finish line and so then you're just in this whole new like you don't practice celebrating like it's not something that you practice doing but you know in the world championships I had you know a team of people who you know, worked on my spikes and worked on the apparel and the PR and marketing of Brooks and Oakley and my parents. My family are all there, and so sharing that moment of like the couple minutes after the race and just sharing that moment with them is so special because, you know, we sacrifice constantly. Like 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 you were saying, my parents live in Scotland. My whole family lives in Scotland. I have two young nephews that are growing up in Scotland. My my fiance is currently in Florida. I don't get to see her all that often. And it's like I take this time and I know and they all know that I'm in a position where I'm working hard and I need to be here for my job and they need to be there. And there's just this 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 really beautiful thing where it's like we're so focused on ourselves, where we're trying to be really high achievers the same way Lamar's trying to be an extremely high achiever of being a dermatologist. And we have that understanding of like that's just where we need to be right now. And if that means we're not physically in the same place. That's just, that's going to be the way it goes. I, you know, but it allows us to connect through that of just being mm-hmm. able to push the boundaries. And and so sharing these moments where it's like, I know we haven't seen each other in six months and that's a huge sacrifice. And, uh, but this is what I was doing uh, to, to create this moment. And this moment is life-changing for myself, for her, for my whole family, for the brand of Brooks, for all these things. So that's where the respect I think comes from. But it's extremely hard. And so those are the moments that I'm looking for. Like, at this point, I've achieved everything that I wanted to achieve when I was coming into the sport. You know, now I'm getting a little bit greedy, they could say. Um, <laughs> but, I've, you know, I've taken, you know, 15 years or so to get to this position. So now it's like, let's go, and, let's go and earn for those 15 years. Let's go and earn those moments back for the people that have sacrificed for me uh, and, and, and create these lifelong amazing memories that they deserve as well as myself. So, yeah, mentally, it's, it's you know, the first one's always – an amazing like moment the second one's normally a relief I did it in the NCAA where the first one was like oh my goodness like this is amazing I won NCAA indoors in 2017 and it was the best moment of my life up into that moment and then the, the the year after I won again it was the biggest relief I've ever had I'm like thank goodness I didn't lose like it's that different it's the different mindset of like I can't I've won worlds now and I can't physically lose I don't want to lose again I have this title I'm the best in the world I don't want to lose it and uh and so it it, it changes a little bit where it's like you're going for everything and now the targets when you're back and you're like let's just not lose let's really just just stick to that so it <laughs> is slightly different I think the Olympics is going to feel slightly different this time around but um I couldn't ask for a better position going in um I'm very excited for the Olympics this year I think it's going to be an amazing event. And you know, I'm I'm not an American. I'm a Team GB guy, so I'll be looking to out yeah, the medal, out the medal count, and try and see if we can be at least within thirty medals of the US this year. That's the goal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's incredible. You know, I was I remember watching uh, you race at the 2020 Olympics, um, Japan, right? Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: And um, you coming up on the third person, third run, and you're just like, you took off. And LaVianne are like, "Yes, That's awesome.
2: What
0: is, what is that moment for you? Like, you're, you, what goes on? Is there a mantra? Is there just, is there nothing? Is there no thoughts in that moment? Or is it just that energy that's coming through you that you've worked so hard to move through you that is yeah. moving you? And is like, you're taking that, extra like you know faster stride what is that moment like
2: yeah I think you know I, I mean it's a phenomenal question because and it's a question that I think you're asking because I yeah I think you're just the you're that person like you've been in those moments you, you're a high achiever you feel like you're like what do you do in that situation but it's the same thing you do every day so for me like what I found mm-hmm. was I needed to simplify my, my head. I needed to simplify my mind and mantras are the best way to do that. And when you're in a high stress environment, the worst thing you can do is let your mind wander. Uh, you know, it can wander normally into negative things. It's like, Oh, my knees feeling a little bit, Oh, like, you know, you're just creating excuses for if things don't go the way you want them to go. And you've just got to be open. And I think, you know, something that Jose is really good at is, 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 making you explore the curiosity of why you're feeling in different ways. And so for me, I simplify down to probably two or three words. Uh, Mantra for me is normally two or three words. And that that's used from when I arrive in the car room to when I cross the finish line, because it allows me to, when I feel like my mind's wandering, I bring it back to the simple stuff. And so that's like a moment in training, or if it's a sacrifice that I made in the coming weeks or If it's an outcome that, you know, I'm, I'm focused on and I'll always bring it back down to this really small, like small part. And so when I'm in those moments with 250 go, I pass into third place or pass actually I was, yeah, I was passed into third place with hundred meters to go. My big thing was don't lose the medal to go for a bigger one, uh, because I nearly made the mistake and nearly got fourth. Um, and I knew going in, I had trained, I'd had the conversations before, like, Sometimes you've just got to like be slightly conservative, especially for your first medal. You've got to be slightly on the conservative side to, to hold on to it. Uh, and that was my big thing is, is, is take a deep breath. You've been here a million times, um, but it's a very simple mindset. And then I bring it back down to the mantra if, if, if I'm wandering a little bit. But they're hard. And it, that, that mm. whole competition was hard because there was no one there. It was a silent stadium. And it was almost. Oh,
0: man. Uh, it
2: almost felt like no one was watching. It was crazy. And, you know, we're used to we're used to having, you know, a, a good sized stadium, you know, at least 35 ish thousand people cheering and, and going crazy. But it was, you know, maybe 200 people in that stadium. And it was just it was raw. It was really raw. And uh, yeah, it was just focusing on on that moment. And it's the same thing when you get in the ice, you're not thinking about what you're having for dinner that week. You're not thinking about, you know, <laughs> uh, you're not thinking about your phone. You're not thinking about other people's feelings. You're like, this is really hard. And I'm focusing on making sure my, I, I can stay in here for at least three minutes. Uh, and that's, that's what it is. It's the same thing. It's like, you know, when I'm racing, it's like, this is really hard. And I've made these decisions beforehand and I'm just going to focus on making the right ones. And the big thing that uh, Jose and I worked on, Going into those games, because I started working with them uh, at the start of 2021, was uh, being like water, being fluid, being able to make decisions as quickly as possible. Like, you know, like he was saying, you know, when the water goes down the stream and it hits a rock, it just goes around the rock. It finds whatever possible way it was to go around the rock. And it doesn't spend any time to find those gaps. It just finds them. And so for us, it's like we make those decisions beforehand. I know what opportunities are going to come up. And I've already made those decisions. So it's like, for me, I was in fourth with 200 meters to go. The first and second were too far ahead and I didn't have enough energy left. So I was like, okay, I'm taking a deep breath. I'll stay in lane one and I'll make my move with a hundred to go. And those were the decisions and it moves made in less than half a second. And uh, yeah, if your mind is busy and it takes longer, it's just going to waste energy and time. And uh, yeah, I love being in those positions. It's, it's, you know, it's a very fun part of our sport, but it's, the 1% of the time is is going after those medals and, and, and getting the fun stuff. The other 99% of the time is is working on uh, being able to make those decisions and being in those positions. So it's hard, um, but I think it's so rewarding um, being able to work after something for so long and then being able to achieve it. And I think that's mm. it's really nice to be on this side of things.
0: Incredible. We were cheering for you. I didn't know that part of the story where it was so silent. Over oh
2: my gosh. Uh, yeah.
0: It's crazy. What a crazy few years we had with COVID. But yeah, we were cheering hard for you over here. <laughs> that's for sure.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I made so many amazing friends like through that 2021 year and season of just, you know, other people who, you know, were dealing with stuff and other people in high pressure environments and other sports people and other people that we just you know wanting to push themselves a little bit and I think being surrounded by like-minded people and listening to the way that they deal with any problems or on a day-to-day or routines I think it's just so important and it's so I just love being around that community because it just makes me challenge myself and that's what I'm looking to do as well is to be the best person I can be you know for my fiance and for my family and for you know my being able to be the right person for my sport and I think being able to challenge yourself is important to to stay to stay honest with you know pushing pushing the boundaries really Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. and engaging with life you know because if you're not challenging yourself you're oftentimes dissociated sometimes somewhat yeah how can we support you
2: that's a that's a great question I think just continuing to be yourselves and for for me like the, like i said the big reason i go is is a community i think without that like it's you know i have a cold plunge here at the house i don't i only do it normally on saturdays because i can't make friday plunge um but i'll go wednesday every time um if if, if training permits but for me i think the big thing is just being able to listen to the way people deal with with what comes up in their life and i think everyone selfishly puts that in their own perspective uh in some way like i think you know that's the way humans are they're like how does that relate to me and i think that's what i do is i don't love chatting about running there uh, um because i think it's my release of normally it's like you know if 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 i'm to put my two cents in somewhere i can i will always relate to running cuz that's that's kind of what i do but i love just listening to other people and and listening to the way that they deal with anything that comes up mentally physically and the way that um the conversation is is always so positive even when it's some of the worst stuff that's coming up and i think just being yeah being yourselves is is, is such a such a perfect um group of people just to listen to and respect and I think the conversations go the right way. And especially when, you know, Bobby or Jose have something to do with it, you know, they're always steering the conversation into something that's super relevant for everyone. And But I, I, I do love that anonymous running side of me that comes out in, in those plunges where, you know, I'm not explaining, you know, training camp to people or like training, you know, like specifics because it's not, that's not what I want to do there. I want to like listen to other people's you know like stories and what comes up in their yeah. week so i think i think a big thing of that was was always everyone's there for the right reasons and i think that's what i love about it it's like when you have that if you had that plunge at 10 a.m versus at 6 a.m i think it's a whole different group of people and i think mm-hmm. that 6 a.m group is is so special and it's because special. that's what it takes like and um, you know if i i said to my teammates hey we've got this plunge at 10 a.m they'd probably all be there but at six a.m., no one's there, and so That's I right. just love that side of it, you know.
0: Yeah, 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 totally, yeah. And and the power of community, right? Oh, it's very powerful. And the people that you get to meet in the plunge are, you know, and some come and go, right? Yeah. And then some are just veterans that have stuck around for years, and it's very special. It's very special. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it humbles you so much as well. It just makes you so human in those moments where you are getting in the cold and you're like, wow, how am I not better at this yet? You know, I've been doing this for two years, three years. I'm like, <laughs> I I think last Wednesday, not, not yesterday, but the week before was probably one of my worst performances if you're going to throw it like that. And I think what's amazing of what we've cultivated there is like, it's not about time. It's not, we're not going to be like, hey, you've only been for this long. You need to do this. There's no competition element. But internally I have, I know what, why i felt like that is because i'm almost i was almost breezing through it like oh there's no ice today i'm a bit tired i've been working a bit hard mm-hmm. i was you know i didn't yeah i almost underthought it i got in the water and i was like oh no this is the most humbling experience ever i'm i'm not ready for this and i think that's <laughs> that's what makes me feel ready for races too is when i'm ready to go in and and have the right mindset going in because if you have the right mindset, it's not that difficult. Um, but just going in and you're a little bit like, ah, oh, this because <laughs> I'm normally one of the last day in, and so I'm looking at you guys. You're already down to the neck, and I'm like, a challenge ahead of me here.
0: <laughs> and you know, it's it really is the mindset. The first time I went in, the day before, I sat and meditated and visualized the whole thing, nice. and I imagined myself as a teenager in Iran. We had this pool that was that had well water. And it was freezing cold, of course, you know, in, in the initial stages. Yeah. And um, I would go and do 100 laps and I would be blue. And I would, th- <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to have fun. Like people are no fun. It was just me. There was wow. nobody else, right? No siblings, none of my cousins, nobody would come in. And um, it, it took me back to that moment. I was like, have I ever done this in my life before? And sure enough, yes, I have. And why can't I bring that feeling as a child in it with that curiosity and fun? Like, Oh, it's going to be so crazy, but I'm yeah. going to do it. You know, <laughs> and excitement, you know? And and so I did that the day before and it helped me so much get in. And so every time we go, that's where I go. That's why it's easy for me to just like step in and like, you know, get into to, up to my neck. And um, it, some days are hard, like stay there though like i'm like oh i took three (laughs) breaths are we done
2: (laughs) it is it's so hard it's like it's like resetting you each week and i can tell how comfortable or uncomfortable i am when doing it like for me you know this year's changed a lot i have a lot more people working for me i you know i i was able to bring on some operation people and and, uh, social media people and I have a chef and all these things and life is easy. I'm good at running. I don't need to push boundaries. But then it's like every week I'm like, yeah, you got softer this week. You're too soft right now. (laughs) And uh, that's the that's that I love that part of it. Because I think it allows me to mentally check in. I've been like, I'm still in the grind of my sport. I'm not I've not made it in any way. It doesn't make my life any easier with the position I'm in. Uh, I still need to race and try and push my records and some of the fastest uh, positions. So it is very, it's very nice to reset up and like, yep, you're right here, right here, right now. And you need to be ready to go. And so it's just, it's wonderful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, Josh, it was so wonderful having you on and having a conversation and, you know, because we usually don't get that ch- this chance, right, to really get into things and we both lead busy lives. And so thank you so much for dedicating this time for this conversation. It is wonderful to hear your challenges and your internal, um, just internal stuff. You know, that's what makes yeah. each person so interesting. There's a universe within each of us. Uh, and with communication we can you know share that and with the podcast we can share it with more people and is there a way the audience can find you or reach you or support you in a way
2: yeah I think you know uh, my Instagram is probably the the best way to kind of follow my journey and my progress and 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 you know my experiences as as you know a, a professional athlete and I think that's yeah that's probably the, the the best way to to yeah follow my journey but you know I also want to say I appreciate you and I appreciate how thoughtful those questions are and the way that our worlds collide in you know having a busy life having you know trying to push you know the boundaries of what we're doing and 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 not kind of settling for just that mundane uh, you know surface level structure of life and um yeah I love I love sitting on here and and having questions that are not just hey, how's training going? Like I, I really love that that side of these podcasts. So I appreciate I appreciate you and the time that you put into to to learn that stuff. So thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so. Some days I'm like, God, life is too hard. Why <laughs> Why am I doing this to myself? You know, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, you got to push
2: yourself. It's a It's a great way of learning.
0: That's right. That's right thank you so much and we will make sure that your instagram handle is in the show notes for people to follow you and sending you all the love josh and hope to see you soon in the plunge i appreciate (laughs)
2: you
0: i'll see you soon bye one two